This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios, house spelt the German way. Hmm, let me try a canine human mind meld. It's an incredibly rare psychic power possessed only by me and three other clerks at this store. Okay. Ruff! Ruff! Oh, I'm bored. I'm restless. Need change in life. Ruff! Like imported leather leash. Ruff! Uh, blue contact lenses. Ruff! 200 volt shock training collar. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are once again. Not in the studio. We are on location. Se- uh, one of us is, yeah. I think. Uh, separated by a thousand kilometers. That's right. And yet, not far away at all. I and feel yet, like I could reach out and touch you. And yet, the the work continues. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we... you're hearing some uh, rattling of uh, collars, that's because my dog is present, because I figure it was appropriate for this, this oh, episode. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because we're talking about two dozen and one greyhounds. That's right. The Guest episode list. of The Simpsons. <laughs> Guest, guestless at last. Yeah. Uh, Just... Just, Just the you two of us. Just you and me, one for the road. Yep, we gotta we gotta keep the keep them trains running. Yep, absolutely so we do. We wanna uh, we wanna we... try and get season six done by the end of the summer, or sorry, by the beginning of summer. Yeah, that would be great. Which I mean, some people already would consider this the beginning of summer, but I don't. Some would. They would be wrong. Yeah. By the um, circling of the Earth and the fact that it's not June twenty first yet. Exactly. Just, so, it's just science, really. Yeah, that's all it is. We're still in spring. Yeah. Oh so, man, I'm tired. How are you? I'm good. How? So how? How are you? You're in. Where are you again? Stetton. Uh, <laughs> I'm in Grand Prairie. Man. Grand Prairie, whatever. I'm one of those. One of those. Where the one hell them, is one of them? Lose a towns. Yeah. Um, yeah Stetton. I don't know. Stetton's around there. I think. I don't know. All right. Well, if you're from Stetton, give us an email at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Let us know how Stetton is for you. Yeah. I already know how Grand Prairie is. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When do you start your, uh, you know, your dancing or whatever you do? Teaching? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what, your, I don't what, know your life. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean my dancing? <laughs> You mean you mean Fort Steele? Oh, is that is that a different one? Yes, yeah, so you have too many things going one. on. I don't know. I can't keep I, track I'm, of it all. Well, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to host uh, movie trivia with you. That's right. That'll be yeah. that'll be a treat. Yeah. After while you after, <laughs> after you uh, unceremoniously uh, kept the trophy to yourself uh, last time. Oh, I apologize profusely for that. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> So it's okay. We'll talk about it at movie trivia, and everyone will have a good laugh. Oh, I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. This will be good for a larf. <laughs> you know what was good for a larf? What's that? This episode. Oh boy, should we talk about it? <laughs> I would love to. Okay, we're gonna dive right in. 
Yeah. Uh, especially since last episode, it took us 20 minutes to start talking about the episode. So we're going to do the opposite. Yeah. Get started right away. <laughs> this is the 20th episode of Season 6, written by Mike Scully, directed by Bob Anderson, and original air date April 9th, 1995. And do we have a bone to pick with Mike Scully? Do we? <laughs> I don't know. Do we? I don't I feel like he gets a lot of the blame, undeservedly so. Uh, oh, you mean because he takes over in season nine as show, yeah. as showrunner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've always kind of thought that was a unfair um, blame blame game, as it were. It does feel a little unfair, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the I think the real fault is in the writers, um, and uh, you know he's just he's just trying to helm the ship. Mm, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. if you really want to get into it, it's really all Al Jean's fault. So. Well, I don't think anyone's debating that. <laughs> Good. I just think he kind of gets uh, thrown under the bus a lot of the times because he was on Showrunner for 9 and 10. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, um, like, say whatever you will about Season 9, there are some pretty golden episodes in Season 9, but Season 10 is really bad. Yeah, I, I have said many times I, I can watch Season 9... Yeah. Even if I don't really enjoy most of it, but yeah. season ten is kind of unwatchable for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna get there. We sure are. Who oh boy? It's gonna be a great way to end this show. <laughs> uh, so this episode uh, is a kind of a sequel to the very first episode of the series. It is a little would you, bit. Would you agree? I would. Uh, this is also a, uh, an episode that does some, I think, uh, intentional or not, but, um, fun foreshadowing for, uh, who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah, that's true. Just, uh, you know, Burns doing one of his, uh, crazy schemes. He has a gun. He has a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's a legitimately outlandish scheme that he's that he does he just steals 25 greyhounds that's like why yeah for a because he wants a coat <laughs> for a greyhound for a tuxedo that's right a tuxedo yeah what what's the deal with that um and i, think <laughs> I like to, this is... i like to think that he just goes like through classifieds or whatnot looking for various animals and he's like ooh, that'd be because we learn later he likes animal clothing in general mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though you know, apparently this is the one he he's always wanted, was a greyhound for tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's uh, just his his hobby. Really, everyone's got to have hobbies. I was gonna say there. I thought there was another Mister Burns uh, villain esque episode in this season, but it doesn't seem like there really is. W- oh, like another episode in this season where he's a villain. Yeah. Like the closest that it is is a star is Burns, but right. that's not. That's not even no. <laughs> no, because he's just he's just he's kind of the butt of the joke in that. Yeah, very much. He's, so. He's the loser, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do so. Okay, so I think this is a a fine episode. It's yeah. I I wouldn't call it one of my faves. Me neither. Um, uh, I I to, to be perfectly honest, I used to think it was. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, the, the musical number really is the standout. And that's the thing. I think that the episode 
not only becomes a great episode when that happens, mm-hmm. uh, but also becomes memorable. And that's why I think, like you said, you kind of assumed it was a favorite. Yeah. Because that's what you think of when you think of this episode. And you're like, that's such a that's one of the best musical numbers they've done. Exactly, yeah. And I also think, in general, the episode doesn't hit its stride until Burns comes into the picture. Which is over halfway through. Yeah. Uh, the stuff at the beginning with, you know, Santa's little helper being a little rascal and, well, what's wrong with him? we got to figure it out. Uh, yeah. It's been done before. <laughs> and it sure has, yeah. Of course, the reason Season for this two, one. right? Yeah, yeah, Dog of Parts Death. Dog gets an F? Or, or... Yeah, yeah, b- b- both of them, maybe. Yeah, no, Do- definitely. Yeah, I think it is both of them, actually. Dog of Death, they they get mad at him after they yeah. they uh, fix his stomach or whatever. But yeah, but yeah, Bart's dog gets an F is the one where he like eats the giant cookie, destroys the quilt, yeah, uh, and the assassins. But this one is, uh, of course, he's acting out for a different reason, which yes. we find out is because he misses casual sex. Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh. But it, but that is why it's kind of a sequel in a sense because he goes back to the, the place that they found him, and that's where he meets. She's the fastest, which we never see again. Correct. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up like so soon because I definitely would have <laughs> forgotten about it. But I actually was thinking about that yeah. soon, like in the very last scene that we see, she's the fastest. Yeah. I just I thought to myself, no, we never see her again. And it's not like they give her away or anything. Like, she's, for all intents and purposes, still with the Simpsons. We just never see her. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna double check actually if she doesn't come back in later episodes. Because uh, I don't recall ever seeing her again. Yeah, um, me neither. Like at least for the the part the part of the show that we're covering. Yeah. It definitely seems like, based on the uh, quick Google wiki search, definitely seems like she's in this episode and only this episode. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a bit bizarre. Uh, they don't mention, because they mention they give away all the, the puppies to the yep. the racetrack or whatever. Yeah. Um, they don't, I, I literally just watched this episode, but I can't remember if they mention if she's given away also. No, they say, the, they say uh, Mr. Burns is 25 greyhounds. Right. Which they is... specifically say the the twenty five that she gave birth to. Yeah. They they still have, and like they've even they even show um, after the uh, after Mister Burns steals the puppies, they even show Bart and Lisa taking uh, Santa's little helper, and she's the fastest to try and find the yeah the puppies. Go, go find your puppies exactly yeah. And then Marge comes out and says dinner time, <laughs> dinner time and, dogs. Yeah, and then the dogs come back because. Because it's, it's food, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we all know how dogs work. Yeah. They're a slave to their stomach masters. Do we all know how dogs work? I don't think this show does. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Um... <laughs> do, do, do we all know how much they could get for purebred greyhounds? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It seems pretty silly that they're that's just like, oh, we got to give them away. That's at least $25,000 uh-huh. right there. Because <laughs> those are purebred greyhounds. They're racing dogs. They're ra- they're both racing dogs. Uh, yeah. One one a proven winner, one a proven loser. So, I mean, you know, roll those dice. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is they're both 
they're both racing breed dogs and they're purebred and they're those like and that's they look a gold very mine. healthy like yeah <laughs> none of them have weird growths or anything no like the 25 25 and not a runt among them that's yeah that's a gold mine yeah so uh, this time especially when i saw the homer nailing in the sign free or best offer <laughs> um i was like you are an idiot <laughs> you idiot yeah it was it was kind of hard to uh to ignore that given how glaringly obvious it is and how like there's a whole culture there that will pay top dollar for a purebred dog it's true yeah like it's massive even with the like you know um health risks that are uh that, that coincide with those oh yeah those people don't care about that no they want they want their they want, they want their bloodlines to their... be pure. Let's, yeah. let's just you know. <laughs> they do. It's it's very true. It's very unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we don't ever see this uh, this bitch again. Nope. Um, which is, that which is, is the right the, word. I, I that is up. the the right word, and um, I should probably write the dictionary people about that. <laughs> it seems like a mistake somehow. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, that's it. This is a classic um, Bart getting away with swearing yeah. gag that they like to do. <laughs> yeah, I can't say hell unless I talk about hell, can I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bastard is another one. Yeah. When he's yeah. on uh, Unky Herb. Yep. <laughs> he just loves it. He just loves oh, how yeah. clever it makes I bet him. He, I bet he like looks up. I mean, obviously he does for this one, but I bet he looks up all of them and he's like, when can I, like, he, he has it locked in, ready to go. Oh, when, yeah. When can I use this swear word in the appropriate context so I won't get in trouble? Because mm. I am going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. What a little rascal. Yeah. Uh, so, we get, um, we get to see the, uh, the these, these 25 greyhounds uh appear after santa's little helper uh and she's the fastest totally hook up and have a lady in the tramp style montage yep um during that scene i i also thought this the they, they definitely don't get how dogs work <laughs> um because that's not how dogs work <laughs> <laughs> which the the part of them having sex or the, no the part where they uh the, the the part where they hang out. Oh, they roam the roam the city. Not not just that, but the part where they like act like they're a couple. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's not what happens. Just... <laughs> You're right. These cartoon dogs are nothing like real life dogs. They are nothing like real life dogs. <laughs> Twenty five puppies would never stand on their hind legs like Rory Calhoun. <laughs> So who is Rory Calhoun? That's a great question. Let's dive into <laughs> Let's that. Let's talk about shall this we? guy. Because who the apparently this was a joke that the writers came up with and it's one of those examples where it's like they were very out of touch. Because I believe Matt Groening himself uh, -huh. uh you know, poo pooed the joke, was like, that no one knows who that is. Don't don't do that. <laughs> And they're like, mm, we're doing Don't it anyway. Do that. <laughs> and then, sure enough, the message boards were a fire the next day uh -huh. when this first aired. Who is Rory Calhoun? Uh, 
And you know, until we started doing this this podcast, I never had a reason to look up Rory Calhoun. And um, you know, I um all right, let's talk about Rory Calhoun. Rory Calhoun was an American film and television actor, screenwriter, and producer. He started yes. a large number of westerns in the 1950s and 1960s and appeared in support part, parts in films such as How to Marry a Millionaire in 1953. Uh, passed away in 1999, so he uh-huh. was still alive when this episode aired. Yeah. And he was uh, 76 years old. He died from uh, complications resulting from emphysema and diabetes. Uh, yes, because he was a smoker. Yes, and he um, had five right. children. Wow, good for him. Yeah, two and two uh, wives. <laughs> yep, and uh, what a strange... <laughs> what a weird little reference. I mean, yeah. I guess like you could argue they were trying to go for an actor that Mr. Burns would know, so of course they'd go, you know, they're going to pick an older one. But I think the, the joke would have blended even better if it was an even older uh, celebrity. You know, like from the silent film era or something. Oh, or, like... You know, um, kind of like how the, the yeah. baseball joke really lands because he's talking about all players that are dead. Oh, like D.W. Griffin or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been funnier, but maybe they just like the name Rory Calhoun. I think they did. Uh, like, it's a great name. And the it way, is a good name. The way Harry Shearer says it is just, I think, is very, very funny. Because they, like, they, they've they they've written it into the script so many times. He says it so many times that it's like... Yeah. Um, it, be, it definitely becomes funnier because, they, like you said, they keep repeating it. Yeah. You know? Like, if, if, if it was just that one joke where it's like... <laughs> You know, oh, Ro- you mean Rory Calhoun? Yes, that's the one. Like, that's that's kind of funny in and of itself because it's such a non-sequitur. Yeah. But the fact that it keeps being brought up. They keep doubling down on it. Yeah, to the, like, where he, you know, of course they, they mention it uh, a couple other times, but then specifically when he says, oh, look at all of them standing like a bunch of little Rory Calhouns. Yeah. And then also Bart and Lisa yeah. are a little, couple little Rory Calhouns. <laughs> so, yeah, good, good joke. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. But I had no idea who Rory Calhoun was. I kind of liked that, though, to, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. When I was a kid and I saw this, I was like, I have no idea who that is. That makes it funny to me. Who uh, on earth is Rory Calhoun? Part of, <laughs> part of me wished that, uh, that it was it was a made-up name uh, when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> if Like, when you, when you looked it up online, it was just a blank Wikipedia page? Yeah. What were the other uh, names that Smithers threw out? Bob Barker, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog, and of course, Benji and Lassie. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but I, yeah, I, cool. I'd like to talk about our uh, our guest house. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's dive in. Because, because... Um, this guy's like one of your favorite voice actors of all time. He is my favorite voice actor of all time. Yeah, there you go. Frank Welker as Santa's little Frank helper Welker. and the other dogs. Yeah, and you know what? Probably lots of other things too. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if the cat made a noise, but if it did, it was probably him. <laughs> that's uh, one of that's my kind favorite things. That's one of my favorite gags in the entire episode. Which one? Uh, There's a couple cat parts. Is when uh, uh, Brantford two is uh, in the TV. Yeah, puts his hand, puts yeah. his paws okay, on good. the TV. Yeah, because if you said the the catnip joke, I was gonna end this podcast. Well, ew, um, no, that that's not a, <laughs> that's not a good joke. 
No, it's one of the worst jokes <laughs> in the series. I hated it. Um, <laughs> that is it's um, so fucking I, stupid. That's a little it's too a, close to tobacco. Yeah, it, and also it? just like uh, what was the um, Ro- Rover uh, Hendrix? Mm-hmm. That's in a later episode. We haven't got there yet, but uh, I just know um, twenty five puppies and the cat rubs his eyes like what and then like sees a bag of catnip next to him and tosses it like bats it away <laughs> as if it's drugs you see the cat is like oh man i gotta lay off this catnip uh, in 25 dogs that's crazy that's that can't be real that can't be it it's there's too many dogs and i'm like a person <laughs> so i'm gonna toss this catnip away yeah it's it's bad but the one with the tv that's uh that's definitely uh one of my faves uh the way dan castellanetta yells yeah. get that cat out of the way yeah. it's such a brilliant line read yeah. and then the the shot of all the family glaring at They're the cat as so it mad. sinks away even it's maggie so good. <laughs> yeah they're so mad at this stupid cat <laughs> and i think i think that's a really nice commentary about how we view cats and dogs in general <laughs> Yeah, that's society. fair. <laughs> Not everyone, of course, yeah. but I think a lot of people are like, you know, oh, a dog does something? That's the most adorable thing in the world. Oh, a cat does it? Oh, what a jerk. Get out of here. It's the, Get the cat out of the way. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they just... But I mean, honestly, I've lived with both dogs and cats, and when my dog, if my dog went up to the TV and put his paws on it, I'd be like, ah, you little rascal. Uh, if the cats I used to live with did it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Stop it. I think it's because no. it's, it's a lot easier for a, for a cat to do that. Yeah. And like, it's true. It just feels like they would be doing it not for attention. <laughs> just to assert its dominance. Yeah. Just to be like, look at what I can do. Yeah. yeah look at me. I'm a cat. Now, to be fair, I really enjoy cats. Um, <laughs> I also, I also oh, I really dogs. enjoy dogs. Um, yeah, they're the best. They're just very different animals, uh, but in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, they're different species. Hold on, that's a pretty big difference. Are you telling me that cats and dogs are different species? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do a live show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, this trivia thing that we're hosting will probably be as close as we'll ever get. Yeah, it's true. We should just do it there and just be like, "Surprise, idiots!" <laughs> You came here, came here for movie trivia. Guess what? We're talking about The Simpsons for an hour. They'd be like, oh, "Hold on, surprise, idiots!" <laughs> what a great way to expand the fan base. Yeah, that's right, by force. Yeah, by force if we have to. That's right. So Frank oh, Wilker. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, very talented voice actor. For those that aren't aware of his oeuvre. I'll give you a small taste because he's everywhere. But the ones I like to point out because a lot of people know these roles and don't realize it's him. Uh, first of all, he is Abu in Aladdin. Yeah. As well as Raja, the tiger. Oh, really? Yeah, he's both. I didn't know that part. Yep. Uh, he is also from Scooby-Doo. He is Fred. Is he Scooby? Nope, he's Fred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you just did you, Fred? Did you not hear me say Fred, or did you just think maybe? No, I did. I, okay. I just thought he was also Scooby. No, Scooby was. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, okay. Don something. I don't know. Uh, Messick. Don Messick. That sounds right. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, sure. <laughs> um, he is also from the original Transformers television show. Megatron. He is Megatron. He is also Soundwave. He is also uh, Jet Beam. I don't know. I can't remember their names. But but he's not Starscream. <laughs> it's not Starscream, no. Because um, Starscream and Cobra Commander are the same person. Ah, that makes sense. I don't know who it is, but I love his voice. I can find out for you. Um, but Frank Welker was many yes. of the Decepticons. I do I do know yeah. that. Uh, but obviously yeah. most notably Megatron. Yeah. Um, and he not in the movies, not in the not movies. in the not in the live action films. No, that was Wait. although he was originally uh, cast. What? He was originally cast as Megatron in the first one by Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, if you recall, the uh, Gar- uh, crap. What's his name? Not Gary Chalk. He does Optimus Primal. Um, but the guy who originally voiced Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen. Thank you. Uh, he is in. All of those. All of them. As Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they originally had Frank Welker come back as Megatron as well. And I believe Michael Bay said he found his voice too cartoony. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, makes sense. It's, uh, yep. you know, it's a cartoon. Um, and I mean, like, this is a, like, he, they're making a they're making a grown-up movie for adults. Y- yeah. <laughs> we, we can't have a cartoony voice for our main villain. Who doesn't appear until two hours into the film? No, no. God, what a bad movie! Yeah, it's garbage. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I saw that movie four times in theaters. Wh- huh? Wait, what? The first the first Transformers movie? You saw it four times. I saw it four times. Yeah. Oh my God! What is wrong with you? Four times. I only paid for it once. Well, that's t- that's one too many. Still. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Wait, did you I, pay I for it the working... first time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's less bad. If you'd seen it and then paid the, for it uh, later, then that's worse. Yeah. I, w- I was working at the, the Cochrane movie house at the time, so I got in for free. Okay. Still. Yeah. And it I was mean, super popular. So Was there no other p- movies playing? <laughs> we had two screens. Yeah, so there's one other screen. Yeah. What, and it what was else Disturbia. was playing? Do you remember? <laughs> what was it? Disturbia. Disturbia. Also, st- All right. also starred Shia LaBeouf. But, yeah, oh, yeah. They love, they love him down there. No, I don't think it was Disturbia. I think it was something else. But it was something I wasn't super interested in. I almost and guarantee I'll... whatever it was was better than Transformers. Oh, uh, you're probably right. Anyway, I, I really don't like that movie. But No, it's very bad. You're absolutely right to not like it. And that they movie. made four more. And I yeah, watched Yeah, they sure three. did. I actually started watching The Last Night. Have you ever um, had the displeasure of seeing a little bit of that? Was that the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, I started watching it a little bit, and I got dizzy in the first ten minutes because um, Michael Bay doesn't know how to use an IMAX camera. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, he, I his, believe you. <laughs> the aspect ratios kept changing, it, and I was just watching it on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. And the like, I think he shot it on three different aspect ratios because the black bars kept getting uh, thinner and wider between shots like it would be a wide shot of the robots fighting and it would be no black bars at all and then you would get to a close-up shot and there would be black bars and then it would be a mid shot and there would be just thinner black bars and then back to no black bars and then thin black bars and then no black bars and it was just horrible sounds terrible yeah it was and as soon as i pointed it out 
to myself, I I wanted to puke. Because <laughs> yeah, that movie made I mean, a billion dollars. Were you a big fan of the Transformers series when you were a kid? I was not. I was not a big fan of the Transformers series. I was a fan of Beast Machines or Beast Wars. Beast Wars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Beasties, as they called it in Canada. That's right. That's right. Because can't, can't have, have war, in, war the in the title. That's right. Um, <laughs> Even though they say it in the show, anyway. Indeed. Uh, no, I I wasn't a huge fan, but um, Ali got me, um, gave me the opportunity to watch the the animated film. Yep. Now that's a movie with balls, <laughs> right? <laughs> you got the <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what had, what just happened? Hmm? What's what's growling in the background? Oh, that's Allie growling in the background. Okay. Is she's she saying singing, Pikachu? She's singing You Got the Touch, You oh. Got the Power. I I honestly thought she was going Pikachu <laughs> I was terrified. Uh, Pikachu I don't know why that would be happening. It's very I scary. Don't, I don't either. That's crazy. Uh yeah, I wasn't or, or sorry, I was into the Transformers series as a kid. Um I was I, I was the perfect 80s to 90s kid. I was so into all the things that they were like, hey, you should buy all these toys. I'm like, yes, I will. Oh, uh, right, because TMNT is you as well. Oh, yeah, I loved, loved that shit. I got, a, I got a signed poster on my wall here of the four voice actors from the original TMNT. Um, that's, some, that's some nerd shit right there. Yeah, man. you got it. But I still haven't met Frank Welker, and that's my, uh, my white whale, as it were. Uh... So I just want to list he do, his... Does he do conventions often? Uh, I'm do not sure. Know? I haven't really no? seen... I, I mean, probably. But, like, to be honest, I just know the one that comes to Calgary, so... Yeah, of course. Because I've never, like, been like, oh, I wonder who's coming to, you know, Comic-Con in San Francisco or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, he probably Because I'm like, I'm never going to go there, so why no, am I going to look and not. find out all the people I won't ever meet? Why on earth would you go to Comic-Con in San Diego? That yeah. sounds like a horrible time. Right, San Diego, not San Francisco. You know, there's probably one in San Francisco, and it's uh, probably yeah, there's horrible. probably one everywhere. Uh, the Decepticons that he voiced in the original Transformers, I just want to read through this. Yeah. Uh, Megatron Soundwave, which I sure. which I remembered. And then uh, a whole bunch of people, I, I don't recall. Skywarp, Mixmaster... S- Oh, Mixmaster! Oh, actually, Laserbeak. I... Laserbeak was one of Soundwave's little uh, tapes. Did right. you know he was a tape player? Yes. Soundwave? That was yes. That was quite the toy uh, to, to have. Because he's not only a Transformer, but he's also a tape player. And then you put it, and then he has little tapes that you can put in, and they'll play like little clips from the show or whatever. And then they the tapes come out, and they turn into little uh, mini Transformers. Yeah, that was in, that was in the movie. And Laserbeak's one of them. Uh, Buzzsaw, Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, and Ratbat, as well as Autobots Mirage, Tailbreaker, and Sludge. Oh, I remember Mirage. I think. I don't remember most of those. But, uh, just to get back to Welker a little bit, uh, some of his other credits that I find interesting, Dr. Ray Stance and Slimer from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Oh! <laughs> And okay. Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh, he's the he's Doctor Claw. Doctor Claw. Yeah. He talks like that. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, he is both the animal sound and the speaking voice of Nibbler from Futurama. <laughs> yes. Which is one of my favorite things because he often does 
really strange uh, voices, really strange, mm-hmm. you know, uh, either animals mostly or really, yeah. you know Doctor Claw or Megatron stuff like that, where he's he's yeah. really he's really pushing his his voice acting abilities, which is awesome. But with Nibbler, he's uh, and Fred arguably, he's just like you know, it's just me talking. Like he's putting some bravado to it, but it's not you know. And so you actually I get always... to hear his his real voice in a in a sense, and it's nice. I always thought that Nibbler was a Maurice LaMarche character. Nope. That's really, really great to know. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I just like that it, they probably originally got him on, although, I mean, Futurama had such a wide mythology that maybe they planned it all along, but it seemed like at first it was like, oh, we need Frank Welker to do this Nibbler because he's this little alien that just goes, rah, 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 rah. and yeah. like, who else are you going to get but Frank Welker? Uh, but then when they have him speak they're like just get frank to do it he has a great voice <laughs> they didn't you know they didn't feel the need to make it a different voice which was nice yeah uh also, anyway he's done to... so many voices and uh, you know just go check out his his imdb or his wikipedia and just peruse because he's he's awesome and uh yeah he's he's getting up there in age so i'm i'm not uh not looking forward to the day that he dies as we all do Mm. We're all hurtling towards death. That's okay. Moving on. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just got a little sad. Let me just dig you out of this hole that you've dug. Please do. I need uh, help, Greg. And let's bring it back around to The Simpsons because that's a show that will never die. Unfortunately. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes me even more sad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You ruined it. But yeah, yeah. Frank Welker he voices Santa's little helper in this episode. Uh, I've I've mentioned it before. They usually bring him on when it's a Santa's little helper. Uh, heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's Dan. Yeah, Dan can do just, you know, little dog sounds, and that's fine. But when it's for a whole episode, it's kind of nice that they get him on to uh, really, really bring the character to life in a way. Yeah. But I believe he does all the puppies as well. Um, and he does She's the Fastest, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, he's all the dogs. All the little doggies. He, he's all the dogs. And um, I would really like to know what happened to She's the Fastest. <laughs> Because that's like that's something that they didn't bother to elastic away, you know. Yeah, it's a weird little nugget of continuity that's just lost. So if uh, there's anybody out there who knows what happened to She's the Fastest, let us know. Right in. Right in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So I I just. Uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole handful of Santa's Little Helper episodes from seasons one through ten um, that mostly focus on the relationship between uh, him and Bart because at the end of the day he's pretty much Bart's dog. Yeah. Um, which which one's your favorite of the episodes? Of the yeah the Golden Age Sa- uh, Santos L Helper episodes. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know if I like any of them. R- really? You don't? I mean, this even... one would probably be the winner only because of See My Vest, but... Yeah, by default. By default, but I I generally don't really care for the Bart Sanazel Helper dynamic. Um... I mean, you could. I guess you could argue the very first, like uh, Simpsons roasting on an open fire, yeah. has the best kind of, in my eyes, view of like their bond and and how he feels about him. Yeah. I don't know. Like the even in the 
what is it, Dog of Death, I think, where he becomes uh, Burns's attack dog for a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's that one. Even that yeah, one, like they one. have the you know, the moment at the end where it's like, "I love you, boy," and like does a little flashback, and it's supposed to be really heartwarming, and I just don't buy it. <laughs> I feel like the the series as a whole doesn't really show their relationship in a positive light most of the time. They don't spend enough time on it yeah. outside of outside of the the episode the, specific ones. Yeah, the centric episodes to make you care. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's it. So that might be that might be the actual reason why I like why two thousand and one Greyhounds for me is the best one, mm-hmm. um, not just by default, but because it doesn't actually focus on the relationship between right. him and Bart so much. It's not even really about uh, about Santa's little helper at the end of the day. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't have Bart and Santa's little helper as the centric thing they're focusing on it is just santa's little helper it's the um, it's the family and santa's right little helper. uh anyway. it's yeah i should say it starts as just being about santa's little helper and like what's what's going on with him we need to figure it out and then oh it's because he you know he's lonely and so they get he gets a companion and then they have kids and then it's about like basically the 101 dalmatians parody yeah uh heist kind of thing <laughs> which is just a great third act yeah, the third act is but, the best part of this episode, for sure. But something that's really notable about the third act is that the Santa's Little Helper is nowhere to be found. It's true, yeah. He's hanging out at home, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he doesn't, he doesn't care about his... She's the his, fastest. Yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't care about his, his children, I guess. That's one thing they do get right about dogs. They don't, they don't care about their children? No, they don't give a crap after a certain amount of time. But that's true with humans, too, right? Dads don't care about their kids? Uh, you should call your dad. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just normal. <laughs> That's how we all worked. Nah, you should. Oh, are you telling me there's dads that love their kids? Uh, oh, God. I'm not, I'm not telling you that. Uh, I'm just, I just think you should maybe find out. I should call him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's almost my birthday. It's almost his requisite money and chat. <laughs> his yearly money and chat uh whatever you want to call it oh my god this is obligation i guess this is so sad uh it's funny because i'm not joking Um, oh god (laughs) okay so anyway his little helper doesn't love his kids and that's not normal so anyway well it is for a dog yeah yeah, and one thing I thought. I've... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say one thing I thought was funny uh, in this episode was when she's uh, she's the fastest starts giving birth, mm. and Marge says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just getting fat," <laughs> because that <laughs> happened to me with that's a great line. Uh, with a hamster. <laughs> oh, not, what? Not quite the not quite the same thing. But my brother uh, had a had a hamster mm. when we were younger. And we were like, man, uh, t- I think Tiny was its name because we were very, very good at naming pets. Uh, Tiny's getting really fat. What's up with that? Anyway, do do do. And then like one day we came home and there was babies all over, and we're like, ah, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't think she ate any of them, but who can, uh, who can be sure? <laughs> who can really be sure? What a weird thing to do. I know. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's another thing Simpsons taught me, arguably, that I thought was a joke uh, in... Uh, what episode is it? Where Lisa's trying to get back at Bart and gets the hamster. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, this dude. one writes mysteries under the pseudonym J.D. McGregor. Just take him before his mother eats him. Yeah. Is my and I thought that was a funny joke. And I was like, oh, no, that's a real thing. Hamsters often eat their children. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get how that works. And <laughs> well, so your dad loves you, so... Evolution. Of course you... Oh, of course okay. you... Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> so this also has uh another classic uh playing with your expectations joke right in this scene since we're talking about it the you know uh was it 21 22 23 time passes 24 yeah <laughs> or 25 i guess is probably 25 yeah, yeah. Uh, which is when I I just love those I love those I love bringing I love pointing them out too. You think there's going to be a hundred and one, right? Yeah. Well, whoever thought that didn't read the episode title. Well, it's before that those things were readily available, I guess. No, people knew them because of uh, TV guides. TV guide, right? That yeah. was a thing. It just wasn't as com- like at the time people wouldn't say oh did you see you know two dozen one greyhounds last night they'd say you know did you see the new simpsons oh what was it about oh uh, you know santa's little bread puppies my god or, or even like you know oh what's your favorite simpsons episode people wouldn't say oh it's you know the pta disbands they'd be like oh it's the one where the teachers go on strike mm, you know like yeah. they they describe it because no one no one retained the episode titles let me put it that way unless they were on screen like 22 short short films yeah but nowadays, we live in a culture where everyone knows the titles of everything. I mean, Friends even, like, toyed with that uh, oh, phenomenon, the, you know? The one with, with the with their, Yeah, like, that's how that's why they named them that way, is because that's what yeah. everyone knew them as anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, no one would do that today with a TV show. Nor should sometimes, they. Sometimes they get it wrong. What? And, well, Friends usually names their shows, like, the one with the blank. Right. You know, uh, sometimes they they get the thing that people will remember about the episode wrong. Oh, I see what you're saying. And they name it that. Like, for example, the one with the eggs. The one with the embryos. The embryos, yeah. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, ex- excuse me. <laughs> um, so that's the uh, one with the with the like the the trivia game, right? Exactly. That's what yeah. you remember about that episode. Yeah. That's ex- it. Should be the one with the quiz. <laughs> The one, the one with Ross's dumb quiz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one with Ross's dumb quiz. Uh, It'd be great that's... if a lot of the episode titles were just like, you <laughs> could tell, like, you look back back at it, you're like, wow, the writers hated Ross. Like, there's just, like, little things. It's like the one where Ross is an idiot. Or, like, one where Ross is a creepy stalker and doesn't let his girlfriend just do her job. The one where Ross says the wrong name at a wedding because he's an idiot. Because he's an idiot. Ross is the worst. I hate Ross. Really? He is the worst. And I hate that Ross and Rachel as a, like, couple is on this, like, high pedestal as, like, the ultimate sitcom relationship. It was the the worst worst relationship I've ever seen on screen. The most uh, uh, toxic, unhealthy, stalker, bullshit she's a prize he's the it's oh it's so bad anyway yeah i this is not this is not friends talking friends this is the simpsons podcast so yeah 
Yeah, but uh, that would be a good title for a podcast about friends, though. Friends talking friends. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I like that. That's a that's a fun one. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god. Where were we? (laughs) I I was I was talking about a dog. A dog. At some point, yeah, I was talking about a dog named One uh, Dog Helper. Yeah. Um, Not not twenty five of them. No, not not twenty five of them. Um, the the let, let's talk about the third act. Okay. Uh, because I I think that's where we're all headed in anyway. Yeah. Um, Mr. Burns easily once again MVP of yes. the episode because Steals he the makes show. yeah he makes the episode memorable. Yep. With that uh, incredible song, "See My Vest." Um, what I find most impressive about it is that it's a just a, a solo. Harry Shearer just yeah. do, doing a vocal solo, and, and it's and it's a parody. It's a uh-huh. uh, parody of, of course, uh, "Be Our Guest." Oh, from really "Beauty and the Beast." Oh, sung by Jerry Orbach. I didn't in that um, film. I didn't know it was a parody. Well, there you go. Learn something well, new today. There you, idiot. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's funny because so apparently the because <laughs> when yes, you think explain about it, to me why it's funny. Well, <laughs> first of all, I just want to say that the the content of the song is quite dark. Yes, and it's about killing animals. It's basically about Mr. Burns is like, hey, look at all these animals I've slaughtered and where now. Yeah, and it's very catchy. <laughs> it's very, very and catchy. as evidenced by Bart even singing along in the episode itself. But it's also, uh, <laughs> it's basically like him saying, I'm going to kill all these dogs. And we're we're not ter- horrified, you know? No, because As it's an audience, funny. Because it's funny, it's fun. And that was, and I believe, the intention. Mm-hmm. With Because so, you know, the kind of uh, basis of this episode was because people like, people on the writing staff, uh, I believe Al Jean and Mike Reese specifically, really like parodying Disney stuff. Yeah. As evidenced by a later episode, which is uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And they they like doing it because it's... Sherry Bobbins. Sherry Bobbins. We'll get to that episode. Um, Ricky Rouse. <laughs> they, they like doing it because they can essentially take something you know and put it in a really dark situation... And can't get in trouble about it. And it also can be very funny to see that in that light. Uh, but so they had this storyline based on 101 Dalmatians. Mm. Uh, which was arguably the, the crux of the episode. And they wanted to... When it finally gets to the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Which is another thing. It takes a long time for this episode to get to the point. Yes, but they have necessary when you no. when you look when you look at 101 Dalmatians you realize oh yeah that's actually a very dark story this, oh it's crazy this yeah. woman who wants to skin all these puppies uh, but it's disney so it's like we and it's the same kind of thing here where it's like yeah we can't really have a character on this family show talk about murdering a bunch of puppies unless he does it in song <laughs> <laughs> then it's all good and so that's kind of what they university. yeah that's kind of what they decided and so uh i can't remember who it was but one of the writers went off and was like 
came back the next day with pretty much all the lyrics for this song, See My Vest, all ready to go. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Well, on that note, you want to go over to the uh, to, to the reference desk? Oh, sure. The um, whole plot of 101 Dalmatians. Uh-huh, and the title. Yeah. 2001 Greyhounds. Uh, the Today Show is kind of referenced with Kent Brockman's studio, where it has the glass wall behind him and the audience oh, can peek in. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, I think other shows have done it since then, but Today Show is kind of the one that you'd associate with that idea. The most, yeah. It's the yeah. most ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah, where a rhino was killing people, I guess. That's a nice, that's a fun little bait and switch. <laughs> I have yeah. always enjoyed that, that, that joke. I love that. It, it's it's just a really great joke. <laughs> it's such a weird way to to do a news story. Like, oh, the rhino's been, uh, has escaped, but it's been safely captured. But a different rhino is still at large. <laughs> uh, always, always the consummate professional. Oh, yes. Kent Brockman. Uh, the canine human mind meld is like the Vulcan mind meld from Star Trek. Of course. It's a mind meld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mind meld. Come on. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day Santa's little helper Escapes oh, yes. the uh, car Kind of like the T-1000 Because he like, turns, turns into liquid Turns into a puddle Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady in the Tramp of course Take it It fell on the floor <laughs> Which really is an accurate Like an accurate thing for dogs Like you wouldn't give a dog A full plate of spaghetti Unless it's been on the floor It's like ah you can have it That's I mean it. unless you have a steak in your purse Right. <laughs> in which case... In which case, I mean, go what else it. are you going to do with that steak? Yeah, it's in your purse. It's probably just a mess. Oh, that purse is Can destroyed. You oh, it's yeah. gross. <laughs> Terrible. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> uh, the puppy's names are mostly either Snow White, uh, like dwarves, or names of late night talk show people. Uh, Dave for David Letterman, Jay for Jay Leno... Paul for Paul Schaefer, and Branford for Branford Marsalis, who, uh, I, if you're like me, you're like, who? But he was uh, the band leader for, for Jay Leno for a while before he moved on to do better things. And Kevin Eubanks took over, which most of us know as the the classic band leader for Mr. Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, Jay. I, I didn't see a single episode of Jay Leno. Really, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? Never watched it. What about the Jay Leno show? No, I like. I'm not even being cheeky. I, <laughs> I never, I never watched a single. I think episode. it's hilarious that they, that whole, that whole thing. Oh, with, the Conan uh, thing. Yeah, where it's like, all right, we're giving Conan the Tonight Show, and he's like, all right, goodbye, I'm retiring, and then like, hey, the ratings aren't great for Conan. Do you want to come back and do a different show, Jay? We'll call it the Jay Leno Show, and he's like, all right, yeah, why not? Um. And then they, like, pushed the times back so that it was technically the same thing, but just different names. It's so bizarre. Anyway, and then Conan quit because he's like, screw you guys. And then Jimmy Fallon took over, and everyone's happy. Anyway, All right, brief history of late night. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, of course. See my vest. Uh, and then Rory Calhoun uh, and all those other people. Bob Barker, Snoop Doggy Dog. Benji and Lassie. Uh, Benji and Lassie, yeah. All references. Yeah. Good ones, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite joke of this episode? Uh, 
get that cat out of the way. Really? Absolutely. I love <laughs> it so a, much. It's a really great line read. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really great. Like, I laugh at it every time, and I always forget, mm. too, that the shot right after of them glaring at him comes. Uh-huh. So I'm all, cause I'm prepared for get that cat out of the way. So I'm like, you know, anticipating it like, Oh, this is going to be good. And then it happens. I'm like, Oh, that's funny. But then it has that shot that I always forget about. And it makes me actually laugh out loud. So it, <laughs> it gets me by surprise every time. <laughs> uh, I have to go with the moment after he finishes singing the song. When he I says, really like the vest. And Smithers says, yeah, I gathered that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so very, uh, just, just matter of fact, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I gathered that. Yeah. He just says it, like, it's just such a brilliant, like, he, it's very difficult for him to muster the enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the standout scene is that whole see my vest. I think it's brilliant, very funny yeah. Yeah. and iconic, um, but, uh. Get that cat out of the way. It just does it for me. Kill um, two for matching clogs. <laughs> Apparently he's got a Mrs. Potts. I don't know. Yeah, he sure does. Just hide. Where has she been all this time? Just hiding out. <laughs> and Maybe she was a teapot. many bathrooms. Yes. There's many toilets. Yeah. Uh, I also like how... <laughs> when they like peek in to like like oh maybe he's not uh, or like they're seeing what what's going on with mr burns and he's literally just like loading and cocking a gun like what's he he's just gonna walk in there and shoot them all like what is his that's gonna ruin their coats burns. i guess i guess that's the idea you gotta euthanize them and then skin them yeah clearly he's never skinned dogs clearly. Uh, i'd like Holy. to i'd like to go on record and say i never have Okay, I'm glad you uh, did. But I feel like I would know how to if I needed to. I'm just saying. And it's you, not you, shooting them. Yeah, okay. Well, huh? <laughs> My god. Hey, I like to huh? get I like to get at the truth here on the show. You no matter sure what the do. cost. Oh I lo- wow. I love, I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. Any, anyone who knows me knows I love dogs. Yes, I know you do. Please please don't at me. You have <laughs> don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, what are your uh, final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, it's a it's a memorable episode because of the third act, because of Mister Burns and see my vest. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's kind of forgettable. There's there's a couple other jokes throughout. Obviously, my favorite one, but also a couple others that I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember that being a good joke. But there's a lot of stuff in those first two acts that are just not very memorable or enjoyable for me. Yeah. Uh, so it is. It, it's weird because it does feel like a bit of a slog to get to the good stuff in this episode. Um, a necessary slog, I suppose, because you know you need to have him meet the girl. You need to have all those puppies for, yeah. to get there. But storytelling, you know. Yeah, you know, a classic three act structure. But I always, like you said, I always look back on this episode fondly because of that third act, and uh, I I don't want to fault the episode for that or anything, but. Um, yeah, just, it's not, it's not the level of some of my favorites this season where the entire, all three acts are just firing at all cylinders, you know? Yeah, I do. Um, my sentiments are pretty much, uh, pretty much the same. I, I enjoy, uh, the montage of them walking around and getting their 
treats and Luigi's very short cameo. I find that a very funny line. Um, but it, it, all of the best stuff is in the is in the back end of this episode. Yeah. Um, as soon as Mr. Burns comes in, which is just over halfway through, it becomes a very fun episode. Very true. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, that's my that's my final thought on this one. Um, do you have a quote for our next one? Oh yeah, next time uh, Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple monkey ah. dishwasher. <laughs> because we're talking about the PTA disbands. Yeah, we are. I'm uh, I'm excited for that one. Me too. Uh, if I remember correctly, I really like this episode. If I remember correctly, it's in my top ten. All right, fantastic. So there you go. All right. Uh, well, uh, thank you everybody so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully it worked. Um, and yes, and thank you to our guest, the ghost of, uh, Davy Crockett. Yep. Uh, sitting in as always. We'll, uh, we'll talk to James and tell him this is what happens when he blows us off. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. <laughs> uh. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with, uh, with a brand new guest, or maybe an old one. Who knows? But a guest. Right? I guessed all the same. Yes. Yes, indeed. So we can crack that hour mark, because when it's just the two of us, there's always so much we can talk about. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But maybe <laughs> people prefer that. Right in if Who you knows? prefer us to be more succinct. <laughs> hashtag uh, Marvel Chat yay, or hashtag Marvel Chat nay? <laughs> hashtag clean it up. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you can, um, where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Facebook, of course, Two Bad Neighbors. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can email us, as always, at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Hooray. Hooray. Well, that's pretty much it for us here at the Two Bad Neighbors. Uh, my name was Alan. And I was Greg. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say that at the beginning. I just we sure did. Just dove right in. <laughs> uh, that's we're... my bad. Yeah, it's we're out of our element here. It's very much out of our element. Yeah. I hope this worked. I think I think it was it was fine. We got some yeah. good stuff. We talked about yeah. Frank Welker, which is all yeah. I really wanted. Yeah. So thanks to everyone for listening and keep watching the skis.